0: Okay. Uncut with Kirsty. Designed for young adults to share their stories of overcoming adversity and amplify their voice on pressing issues within society. Every Monday at 8pm with Kirsty. On your number one Christian radio in Scotland. Heartsong Live. Song Live. Heart song live. Heart song live.
1: We don't talk about it, bite my tongue, it's like we're suffocating love, we don't talk about it, we don't talk about it, truth be told, there's so much hope, it needs to be heard, but no one says a word, it's time we talk about it. It's more than one feeds the eye. If we just talk about it, can we talk about it?
2: To Heart Song Live
3: Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Uncut with Kirsty. I hope you guys have had a brilliant start to your week, but it's going to get better because we have oh, yeah. Donald Menzi in the studio. Say hello. hi, Donald. Hello, hello,
2: hello. <laughs> so hi. how are you? Very good, very good. Yeah.
3: It's good to be here. Oh, we're so grateful for to have you on the show because I know it's been quite a busy day for you. You've been up in Aberdeen mm-hmm. Um and we actually knew each other from Aberdeen. We both yeah. studied there. Um, but I'm so grateful for you that you came on the show today. Yeah. Um, and My we're pleasure. looking forward um, to hear all about your testimony and you're going to also speak about being aware of God's love and remaining mm-hmm. in God's love. So Donald, you are from Edinburgh, is that right? Mm-hmm.
2: I am born and bred. I grew up here. so that
3: Scottish accent. I know. Try <laughs> and trying to
2: get some Edinburgh accent for you here. That was really strong there.
3: That's more like Glasgow, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was really strong.
2: I don't even know. I think I've got quite a plain Edinburgh accent. Mm-hmm. Um, people tell me it's quite, quite a generic, smooth accent. So I don't know if that's a yeah. good thing or a bad thing.
3: And in terms of growing (laughs) that's a good thing right yeah definitely it's a good thing and in terms of growing up did you grow up in a christian household or Mm -hmm. did you discover the faith at a later stage of your life yeah you're still quite young Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: (laughs) i'm only 26 guys um no yeah definitely Mm -hmm. uh was exposed to jesus and Christianity from a very young age Uh, both mum and dad love the Lord um, and are amazing in their own right Mm -hmm. my mum particularly was uh, very instrumental in my faith I remember as little boy giving my life to Jesus she'd come to my come to my bed every night and pray with me and I'd sometimes even though I'd already surrendered I'd be like Jesus, giving my life again. <laughs> I feel like in my, probably in my head, not yeah. telling that out loud, making so you, sure I was saved. Yeah, <laughs> you, you
3: said little boy. So how old were you when you actually gave your life to Christ?
2: Oh, like six. Six. Four, I don't know. Like as yeah. early as I can remember. Uh-huh. Like, I don't remember not ever having yeah. a relationship with Jesus.
3: Right. And do yeah. you have siblings? They also grew up in church, or yeah, they um, did. Yeah,
2: two older sisters. I'm the youngest of three. There's mm-hmm. myself. I've got Joanna, who is twenty. Oh, this is terrible. I'm I'm so bad with ages. Kind of say birthdays, they change every year, <laughs> so it's quite hard to keep track of them. I like um, that excuse. Yeah, I yeah. Like excuse. She's 29, I believe, yeah. and Christina's 31. Yeah. So I'm oh. the youngest of three. So yeah. yeah.
3: And did you enjoy going to church, like growing up, or like did you feel like you were forced to go to church, or you actually? Yeah, I enjoyed I'd, it for yourself. Yeah. I
2: enjoyed it. I I would say um, I didn't find life there. Where I went to church growing up, um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of respect for the minister, okay. who I could see was a man of God, mm-hmm. and he was quite important to our family as well, baptising me in the Church of Scotland. They do a little sprinkling of water on babies. Oh, like so christening, baptize. right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, basically, okay, yeah, christening, christening. exactly, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's not it's not actually it's not actually in the Bible, because mm-hmm. people get full water baptism as yeah. adults, so it's kind of a thing that the Church of Scotland, and probably other churches around yeah. the world mm-hmm. have added in, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he he did that to me as a child, and mm-hmm. so I had a respect for him. But there was not for me life in the church growing up. Right. Uh, it took me to be a little bit older until I felt okay. passionate mm-hmm. about my own faith.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. And did they like? Were you ever sort of like? Did you tell your friends about your faith growing up, or were you ever, like a bit ashamed about knowing Jesus? Or
2: no, definitely not. I i i remember i did not have confidence talking about my faith i actually remember conversations with friends where Mm. they would they would mention god or or faith and i think some of them had an idea that my family were quote-unquote religious um but i would feel my 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 heart starting to race in my chest and i'd be like i can't mention that i love god you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for fearing what they would think of me yeah i was gonna say um, I was scared
3: of, like their opinions and how they treat you and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay that's so cool and you know like growing up in the christian household did you feel like compared to like your friends did they do you feel like you were, did things differently like you weren't allowed to go out you know with your mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. or there was restrictions in place because you grew up in a christian household
2: i'd say in credit to my parents yeah. whether this is a good thing or a bad thing okay. i actually had quite a lot of freedom oh, Okay. and i'd say the the way was somewhat forged by my okay. older sisters okay christina and joanna so they had the harder restrictions like uh-huh. getting your phone like first mobile phone i had it the youngest i had uh-huh. the latest curfew at night uh had yeah. yeah, a curfew I, oh yeah but it was late like, oh, wait, compared mate. to what they had. I think it was maybe like... I still like have a curfew. Can you believe it? Oh, that? wow. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> what happens when you grow up in an African household? Are
2: you are, you, are we over your curfew now? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know I have a
3: radio show.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, when did you feel like everything sort of changed or you had a challenging moment in your life in terms yeah. of your faith?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would say everything... The fir- the biggest, you know, mo- moment as as a as a younger person was um, going to Soul Survivor. Okay. Now, for people who don't know mm-hmm. what Soul Survivor is, it is a youth festival, a Christian youth festival, um, and it's held. It was held down in England, um, but I think there was also one in Scotland until I think maybe four years ago, three years ago, they had the last one. Uh, but a guy called Mike Pulavacchi ran it. Um, and he, his church in it is in Watford in England, mm-hmm. and that church is called Soul Survivor as well. Right, um, and where
3: is he from? Is he
2: from? He's Greek. He's Greek. He's Greek in heritage, yeah. but he grew up in England. So he always
3: has some like nice sort of.
2: I yes. thought it was South African. Nice is a is a word. <laughs> to, oh, you talking about the way his hair. No, no, because no. his hair is interesting.
3: No, like his like outfits. I'm sure I saw him. Like, Can I just say
2: I, I love <laughs> Mike? So anything I say about him is with the utmost respect because yeah. I honestly honor that man. Um, so,
3: so I was thought he was South African, but
2: okay. He did wear yeah. really funky clothes. Yeah, might be from his travels, but okay. Um, that for me. So I mean, the the room that Mike made for like the Holy Spirit in those meetings was incredible. I remember um mike once asked another person in ministry like why does god use you more than he uses me and the guy said to mike well first of all i have a high belief system that god wants to use me Mm -hmm. um when i go into a room or go into a meeting i know the lord wants to use me and secondly i said to him if i think that you're telling me to do something i'll do it Mm -hmm. and i'll be obedient and like for for mike that was huge um, it completely changed the way he did ministry. So I'm not kidding. He would stand on the stage in front of like 10,000 like young people. And people listening might be in there. But he would sometimes be speaking and would just stop and go, no, sorry, I've got to, got to follow the Holy Spirit here. I really feel like we need to just wait for him. Really? Wow. And like 10,000 young people mm-hmm. and he'd just wait and the Holy Spirit would like move across his tent and wow. people would be touched by the Lord and yeah. some uh, different things would be going on. But for me, mm-hmm. my heart started burning for the lord um at that at that point it was yeah. like you know it was just this this inner this, something, something came alive inside mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm.
3: it yeah. must be so encouraging as well just to see so many young people on fire for god and you're like do you know what if they're on fire for god you know it must encourage you to go into the word for yourself mm-hmm. and get to know god a lot better mm-hmm. So what was it like In terms of like University When you left home Yeah Was that your first time Leaving home or
2: It was yeah, yeah. I had mm-hmm. been away By myself Well actually no Not really I'd been away On and trips But no Going away to university Up to Aberdeen Was the first time I was away from home uh, Living away from home Full time um, So for four years I was obviously up there um, And yeah It was It was different I think um, I felt it's it's interesting when you when you've not fully surrendered your heart to God. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I think have you heard of Reinhard Bonnke? No. Okay, he's <laughs> he, the, no. Well, I, know I don't person. know. Maybe he's he's a German evangelist. <laughs> okay. He's he's with the Lord now, but yeah. he. Um could be responsible, I think Billy Graham might be have led more people to the Lord, but mm-hmm. he held massive crusades Saints in right. I think in Africa actually oh, okay. um and I'm i 'm not sure he might know have this. been to places like Nigeria and other okay. places other countries in Africa um but he had this kind of like analogy of like rooms in the house mm-hmm. where um you know the devil comes knocking at your door right. and you've put jesus Jesus has come into your house, mm-hmm. but he 's in like one of the bedrooms, and the oh. devil comes knocking, yeah. and he 's like um can i come in and you're like no and you close the door mm-hmm. but then he puts his foot in the door and you wrestle and the devil gets in oh. and he kind of makes a mess of the place and he leaves and you go to the room that jesus is in and you're like jesus like what's going on mm-hmm. like why did you not come out and help me yeah and he's like well i'm um you've given me this bedroom which is very nice of you so the rest of your house is yours though so if you give me the rest of the house and the guy's like oh yeah sure i'll give you half the house you can yeah. have the upper floor the um, you can have the whole upper floor yeah. and i'll have the down floor Wow. And then the devil comes again, knocking at the door, uh-huh. and again gets his foot in the door, and they're wrestling. and The devil manages to burst in yeah. and makes a mess of the place. And again, he goes upstairs and he's like, Jesus, what happened? Like, you, half the house is yours. Uh-huh. And he's like, How about you give me the keys? And the house was mine, you know? Uh-huh. And then such he give, me put it. give yeah. Jesus the keys. Uh-huh. And the next time the devil comes knocking on the door, you're lying in your bed, going, Oh no, he's come again. Uh-huh. And you hear someone walking down the hallway, and you peep your head out of the corner, and Jesus is answering the door. It's like, <laughs> and then the devil bows very low And yeah. says, I'm at the wrong house i walk yeah. away And he walks away wow. um, But that analogy, right yeah. The reason I say that Was because I was like a person Who'd given one room of my house to okay. Jesus When I went mm-hmm. to university right. And I'd encountered Jesus um, And the Holy Spirit And my heart was burning for him But I hadn't given him the whole house I'd given him a part of the house right. And so the devil still had access The enemy still had access into my life mm-hmm. in, in different areas because of that And I wasn't fully surrendered yeah.
3: And you went to university in Aberdeen, like we said earlier.
2: Can I can't say, I get, I get so incredibly deep very quickly. So Kirsty's <laughs> like trying to ask me some nice stories. Trying to ask some nice so stories about my journey. I'm just going, we'll I'm just going let's go straight. Let's we'll we'll go level 10 <laughs> deep right now.
3: We'll get deep. <sighs> Sorry, guys. And, <laughs> so at that time, I remember, because I went to University of Aberdeen, mm-hmm. no, actually RGU at that time. Um, we were in Aberdeen together. Aberdeen together. Uh-huh. And it was like known, I think it was like the number one place in Scotland for the nightlife Oh really? Yeah yeah. Wow. So that like, would explain a lot <laughs> You're going to Aberdeen You're going to have such a good time rave And everything
2: yeah. and that. Um, Institute Um it oh, yeah it called Institute, institute oh, It used to be called like liquid And then became institute And then became something else
3: I remember institute I can't remember What was the one you said The
2: rave Well you said the rave I think Did I say the rave? Oh maybe God. I don't <laughs> know <laughs> I don't think I know what that is so.
3: I only went out During freshers week And that was enough for
2: me Yeah Hats off to you.
3: So yeah, there is quite a lot of pressure like to go out, especially when you're at university, you're mm-hmm. home for the first time, you mm-hmm. want to explore, get to know yourself. But mm-hmm. so did you feel the pressure to be out at nightclubs and mm. drinking or anything like that?
2: Sadly, mm-hmm. I think I didn't even feel the pressure. I just was very happy to go. Mm-hmm. Um so I I was actually hanging out with a bunch of people who were doing that on the regular. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that on the regular as well. Okay. Um I started doing rowing at university, so I was in the boat club, uh, rowing on the River Dee up there. And like a lot of these guys who I was friends with are, are really great, but they mm-hmm. were that's just like you know they don't know God. Yeah. And there's another thing I was going to say is mm-hmm. like sometimes we we expect people to like live to a standard um, that we might have, mm-hmm. but they don't follow God. Mm-hmm. So why would we hold them to that standard? Yeah. You know. Totally and so, but they, they were doing that, and I at that point did not really know who I was. Um, I'm still figuring that out So mm-hmm. I was going out Working hard mm-hmm. uh, And then training a lot With the rowing But also right. partying hard At the same time
3: okay. <laughs> So do you feel like You surrounded yourself With the right people
2: Or Definitely not Definitely. No No yeah. I mean e- even the church mm-hmm. That I was at Kings Community Church mm-hmm. Up there um, I was not going there Until my last two years Probably right. maybe, maybe two and a half At a, at a push Yeah um, Because I was hanging around With the wrong people <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And that's Probably Distancing myself somewhat from them as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Um, so
3: you said you went to King's Church the last two years, mm-hmm. um, of your university. Mm-hmm. So what, like, kind of moved you to go to church again? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, for me, I've had a really interesting journey, like with the, with even opportunities or mm-hmm. or places that I've been mm-hmm. to be for God to work on my heart. Um, and so I had um. My mum is an amazing woman of God. Love her a lot, and um, she, shout out to your mom. she, Yeah, Susan. Susan, shout.
3: Out Thank Susan. you, mum. <laughs> You're great. I
2: love you. Um, she uh, was going to um, this ministry across in in the states called Global Awakening, mm-hmm. uh, under a chap called Randy Clark, who's who's an amazing man of God, mm-hmm. and um, she basically said, "Hey, I'm going for this three week three week summer intensive," um, and she said, "Do you want to go?" And I, at that point kind of knew that if i did go Mm -hmm. it would like change my life um and i was very much living with like one foot in each camp Mm -hmm. i was like half my half of myself was in with god and half it was in the world Mm -hmm. and i remember like praying i was like god do you want me to go to this and i felt like he was like yes you need to go and i said right if i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. you need to tell me the plan you have for my life because i'm totally done trying to figure out my own my own path because I've made quite a mess of it. Mm-hmm. The first two years of uni were, were quite a mess. Mm-hmm. It, on the outside, I looked mm-hmm. quite normal. But in, internally, You're I was all, the over, the place, all yeah. over the place. All over the place. Yeah. And that trip for me was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying to you just before we went live, but um, I mean, obviously the title of what I'm talking about today is, is like remaining in, remaining in God's love, knowing God's love for you. Mm-hmm. And that at the foundation is what happened. Mm-hmm. But it, it came through a prophetic word, um, and also actually inner healing right. that I received. And when I when I say mm-hmm. inner healing, I mean a lo- maybe going somewhere with an individual who you mm-hmm. trust, who's mature in the Lord, right. and allowing the Holy Spirit to, to navigate you, maybe through a traumatic memory mm-hmm. or event that happened. Yeah. And almost asking God, um, where were you in that moment? Right. And what can I exchange to you and get an exchange for that? If it was like trauma, mm-hmm. and what are you going to give me in return? Um, is it heartbreak? What is it? Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of things that happened over there that really really rocked me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you
3: said like a prophetic moment was that someone speaking into your life like you know what happened?
2: Yeah, it was there's a guy called Lee Grady who I believe might still be like he's an editor of a magazine called Christian Charisma magazine. Um I hadn't heard of it at the time but I've since looked it up to check him out but um <laughs> he he was just ministering there for a couple of days uh, on his last day when he was there. Um you know when you want a word from God? And you're like, God, give me a word, and Is he's like, No, yeah, no, no. You know when you're, well, I wasn't. No, no. Okay. there's times when you're like, God, give me a word, and he's like, No, no, no okay. kirsty And then when you're just minding your own business, all of a sudden he's like, Boom, I'm gonna speak you to you. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah okay. obviously
2: yeah. that's not. I'm talking about the external, like someone else yeah. prophesying. Obviously, right. you always seek God, but mm-hmm. the, in terms of like um, wanting a prophetic word yeah, no, I, from I someone you. else. I but I, I was mm-hmm. just minding my own business in worship, mm-hmm. eyes closed, and I felt this hand on my head, and I heard someone prophesying. Um, just about calling and he said, you know, I see the things in the past that have held you back and I opened my eyes and I realized it was he was prophesying over me. And I was like, Well, eyes closed again. Wow. And he was like, I see the things in the past that have held you back. I see strings um, connected to your back and arrows in your back that have been put in there by the enemy. And you thought they were strong um, and they were holding you back, but the enemy's breaking them th- those things off and they weren't that strong in the first place. The enemy made you think they were strong, but he's breaking those things off. Yeah. You will not be held back. You'll not be contained, but your voice will ring out and your message will ring out. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, you know, you, you carry his fire and you're going to start fires. And, and like, you know, I say all that just because it was, it was so, um, I felt so seen by God. Yeah. And I really knew. Was for you. I knew he was speaking yeah, to. Me. I knew yeah. that he was hearing a message from yeah. somebody he knew about yeah. my my journey. Um, he knew yeah. nothing about me. You know, I'd never spoken to the guy before, yeah. but I just felt so seen by heaven. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was yeah. huge for me.
3: So you talked about like you know when he said that prophecy, and you knew exactly for you. Mm-hmm. Like, what were the things that you were going through at that time or before that mm-hmm. made you realize?
2: that's the word for me. -hmm. Um, Well, I mean, obviously, I I really wanted to know my direction. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know, as I said already, like, God, you need to tell me the plan you have for my life. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's going on. And that Mm -hmm. word was very directional. Mm -hmm. But also, um, at that point, when I went to university, I was still living in a compromise. And when he was referring to things Mm -hmm. that held you back, Mm -hmm. um, I was in a relationship with this girl for like nine months in my first year of university um and it was like a full-on like sexual relationship right from the right. get-go like no, mm-hmm. no holes barred Um so was, she, was
3: she a christian or is it no different
2: no different? she wasn't um ironically she knew about my faith in god even though i wasn't living for god <laughs> <laughs> i was this compromised person yeah. that that knew that they had a faith somewhere but that
3: was good though at least you were open about your faith yeah
2: right? no i didn't hide yeah. it yeah. i mean i i, I don't think i could uh, for so long because it's, it's such a big part of my life uh, um but um yeah, living in compromise and um, that relationship ending and then uh, into my second year, even um, filling that gap with, with more people, um, with more alcohol, whatever it was, because I was actually, I was actually quite heartbroken at that point, right. um, the way that it ended. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. Um, and so, like, coming out the back of that, mm-hmm. I think I'd actually just unloaded a lot of that to my mum on that trip as well that she didn't know about. Oh. And so she was, like, finding out about this for the first time. Yeah. Uh, side note, the Holy Spirit told her, God Donald's about to tell you some heavy stuff uh, that day. And then when I told her, she was like, that's what he was preparing me for. Um, So the the Lord had had told her and prepared her to hear her son offload some stuff. Um, But uh, yeah, like, so when he said strings Mm -hmm. connected to your back, like, that's what the reference was. It was this past season. And and even before university, the past Mm -hmm. probably like three, even four years before Mm that, God was just highlighting going enough's enough. Yeah. You know, I've called you Right
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah I've called you from birth Yeah So good So Hashtag deep Hashtag <laughs> deep Yeah
3: <laughs> Well do you know what We'll take a hold break Hold on to your seatbelts <laughs> we'll, yeah. Hold on to your yeah. <laughs> We'll take a break um, While you listen to this song Called Stayed on Him And then join us back As we continue our conversation On Do you want to say
2: it? Um, no you can say it
3: <laughs> Remaining in God's love And yes. being aware of God's love Amen <laughs> Amen
0: There's a world full of mercy and peace Mercy and peace Waiting for me There's a land for the lost and the least Where they die up the tempo still he took my sin and my shame i didn't deserve to be rescued still he has called me by name i'll stand firm with comfort and You are listening to Uncut with Kirsty on your number one inspirational radio station, Heart Song Live.
3: Hello and welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. We have Donald Menzi in the studio. How are you feeling, Donald?
2: Feeling so good. Feeling that so music good. break was amazing.
3: <laughs> I think we only did that break just to be like, <gasps> hashtag deep.
2: Hashtag yeah. deep. <laughs> yeah.
3: So before the break, we were talking about um, you going on a trip with your mom. Mm hmm. And you had like a deep encounter with God and mm. you discovered more about your purpose. Um so on that trip did your mum see a difference in you or did you even feel a difference in yourself?
2: hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, I certainly did. Um I I touched on um when you know, this is a trip went across in the States, if you have just logged in, but I'm sure you've been here the whole time, <laughs> those who've been listening from the start. Um but on when I got that prophetic word that really rocked me as well as that I got um, a fair bit of inner healing okay. um, and when I say inner healing did I explain this earlier on air? Explain that again. Um, <laughs> uh, basically like you just going to a, a traumatic memory or, mm-hmm. or an incident in the past where you might need uh, God's love just to come into that place mm-hmm. and you know either remove fear or, or remove um, wounding remove Mm -hmm. hurt that you've got and I had an amazing lady called Mary who's like in her 60s -hmm. and she's done this for years with loads of people so she was really experienced and we sat down together and I got two bits of paper in front of me and I wrote down like any single person that uh, I'd ever slept with anyone that I had um, ever done anything with bad um, things I repented of generally Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was embarrassing because, like, I sat there for like a fair bit, embarrassed to say something, and she's like, "Just say what, what it." What made it like, embarrassing? Like, just because it's a shame. The shame. Yeah. Shame. Yeah. Um, and writing this all down, and then you know, we we prayed through it all individually, and just covered it in the blood, blood of Jesus. Jesus, and nothing. No, no. <laughs> Everyone knows <laughs> that one. Of Jesus. Jesus. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's great. No not actually saying, well, come on." To that. No, 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 no. <laughs> um. <laughs> But anyway, after these sessions, two sessions, I was dri- We were driving in a car, uh, you know, going to one of the, one of the going back to the hotel, and I was looking out the window, and, and I'm not trying to be like cool cool here and cheesy, mm-hmm. but like the, the sky was bluer, the grass mm-hmm. was greener, everything looked different. Or so you
3: could actually see. Yeah, like my, it felt like eyes. I had new
2: lenses in my eyes. Yeah. It was like everything looked different. Mm-hmm. I remember going when I went back to Scotland mm-hmm. after that trip. My friends, um, like at university, mm-hmm. like saying like sexual jokes, like innuendos. Like straight over my head like really? i just didn't, honestly didn't get them like i my yeah. mind had been so washed Yeah. like i'd been like wow. renewed mm-hmm. um and i had to be like i don't get it and they'd like explain to me and i'd be yeah. like oh cool. how about
3: the girls were they not like texting you like
2: eh. <laughs> i You're wasn't that, I w- no, no, no no i wasn't that sort of person <laughs> <laughs> i mean i uh, you know you doesn't but really get I mean, in that mean no no we can <laughs> um no i mean like I mean, you just, I mean, you stop giving off signals yeah, of like course. like I was before. Yeah. And also not putting myself in situations like I was mm. before. Mm. Not drinking too much alcohol like I did right. before. That mm. for me was a massive Excellent. thing that would, yeah. like a straw that would break the camel's back, yeah. would be the the alcohol I had to be like. That
3: must have been so hard, like if you're with your friends hanging out and they're all drinking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, don't, want to have a drink, stuff like
2: that. Yeah, and like fri- yeah. friends of mine, like who I went to uni with from first year, like, they, mm. like, I remember a friend of mine, who, who went on a trip with me, came to visit me. Yeah. And he was trying to explain to them why I was so different. Cause they were like, he said, oh, I was walking home and your friend was saying to you, Donald's oh, like really different than what he was in my like, first year. And like, so yeah. I went from like, you know, going out and like clubbing yeah. and doing all these things to like going to church full time. Yeah. And like- and these
3: are non-Christians yeah have seen the difference. Yeah. Wow.
2: But you know what's so cool is like, I, I never wanted them to feel like I saw them any different than me. Mm. Because by the grace of God, we all go like, and yeah. I and I wanted them to know, you know, I love them fully. Mm-hmm. And I like, like Jesus would not separate himself away from these people. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you shouldn't have, you know, close circles where you confide in who you love the Lord. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's meant to be. Yeah. But also not shutting yourself out from people who, you know, um, from your past mm-hmm. or relationships you have, because mm-hmm. um, you can witness these people better than anyone else mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. because of your relational equity yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. um So I lived with them all the way through, all the way through uni. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't move out. Yeah. Um, and I felt a grace to do that. To if I felt like so, I was meant to leave, I yeah. would have. But uh, I had a good relationship with them. Yeah. So.
3: so, did you feel like you had to minister to them as
0: well?
2: Or I, it wasn't like a compulsion, mm-hmm. but I would find myself like I prayed, I prayed for a couple of them mm-hmm. um just when I w- they were opening up to me about certain mm-hmm. things, and I'd just be like, Hey, can I pray mm-hmm. with you about that? You know? Yeah. And it was very natural, and normal. It mm-hmm. wasn't some. I wasn't trying to make it weird for them. Yeah. Um. Shouldn't be weird, yeah. hopefully.
3: And did you also have, like, moments where you're tempted to kind of go back into that lifestyle? Yeah. It's challenging. Yeah. So healing is a process. It yeah. doesn't just happen overnight. No, definitely.
2: Right. So, uh, yeah, no, yeah. there was uh, there was a moment, so when I got back from yeah. the States, um, I, I had a moment where I drank too much. Mm-hmm. And that night was not a good night for me. And we were waking up from that again, and I thought, Donald, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you, like... You have to understand, like, that previous summer was such, like, an eye-opening experience mm-hmm. where God, like, crashed in. Yeah. And here I was, like, the Bible says a dog returning to his vomit. And mm-hmm. I just felt like the Holy Spirit was, like, what are you doing? Like, shaking me. Yeah. Like, not wasn't physically shaking, but in t- so inside, like, yeah. what are you doing? So
3: did you feel, like, convicted? Or? Massively, yeah. yeah.
2: And mm-hmm. I, at that point, I actually stopped drinking alcohol. I, I, I I, up, like, yeah, but I, I, now, I now do drink again, yeah. but it's managed, but yeah, for a period of, of time. Uh, like I, when I say drink again, I, I have a nice glass of wine with a steak yeah, or something
1: yeah
2: or like a <laughs> beer like or like a be beer with a, a friend bit. um but um no, I had to stopped because i yeah. i couldn't i didn't actually you have the self control yeah. but you know what it was mm-hmm. um it was I knew that I was called, but i didn't know my identity. I still right. was not fully anchored in who God called me to be right. and you you need to know you're called. And, and hopefully know in what direction God wants you to go in. But you also need to, to dovetail that, partner that with, this is who I am mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I need to walk in this identity. Mm-hmm.
3: So how, how did you discover your identity yeah. in Christ? Was that another trip you went on? It was,
2: it was, it, was. <laughs> it was. Guys, I have lots of strange trips that I've been on and I'm and they've impacted me, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Travelling's good. Um, well, I need to
3: travel more, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Shocking I love travelling. <laughs>
2: uh, I love getting on an airplane. I find it very exciting. Oh, he uh, you know, hey, actually got on an airplane. Oh yeah. my gosh. One Wait. one time well, yeah. when I was at university still, I was revising for exams and I knew that I was travelling just after my exams. Yeah. And to motivate me, I played white noise. Like like on my headphones. And it was like it's like plane engine noise. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just picturing myself flying away right now. It's like it's not long to go. <laughs> Count down the days, keep revising, come on. Oh so, uh, yeah. <laughs>
3: The motivation.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, but um yeah. the, the the trip, the following, when I got back from the state, I had another year at university. So this is, this is now in between my third and my fourth year. Mm-hmm. So the the summer holidays before my penultimate year, my last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And um I went away to, to Africa, to Mozambique, oh, of all yeah. places. Um Never been well, to... Have so you
3: been to Africa? I
2: have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Have you been to Africa?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three times, three times. Ghana, Ghana. Yeah. West Africa. Come on. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> Great. Um
2: uh, yeah, in Mozambique and, and so there's a couple there that are amazing called Heidi and Roland Baker. Um okay. they're missionaries. Um Heidi and Roland Baker, they're they're awesome. Um and they have something called Harvest School, which is like a kind of a missionary training school. Obviously, mm-hmm. you don't have to be uh called to just do missions to do it, hence mm-hmm. why I went on it. Mm-hmm. Um but um you could say that you're a missionary wherever you go, but yeah. you don't have to be in some far flung place. Mm-hmm. But um for me it was massive um i had like probably five or six people come up to me in the course of the two-month period who either were like doing that school with me or visiting a couple of visitors that were really impactful Mm -hmm. and they just say to me like hey i don't know you but i just like feel god's telling me to tell you that you're called to be holy you're called to be set apart Mm -hmm. um from birth and that's who god called you to be and it's not who um someone said you know it's not who god's called you it's not what you've done from when you were born but it's what he's what he's called you to be that defines you mm-hmm. um, and there's actually another person that, that came and they, they were actually showing some Catholic priests around the base there was like mm-hmm. priests visiting for some country mm-hmm. and she's like hey I was just showing them around the base she, she worked there um, and these people walk in like a level of holiness that's mm-hmm. remarkable and um, I just like saw you uh, Worshipping there, and like, I like—I feel like God wants to say that you are carrying the same level of holiness that they w- are meant to walk. They walk in, and you're meant to d- dig a well of holiness for other people to mm-hmm. then to then pull from, to like you know, to glean from. And I was yeah. like listening to her, and I was like, "It's like cool. it's such a move of the
3: Holy Spirit." Sometimes when you go to these countries, you know, it's like no one yeah. restricting it or being like, yeah. "Oh, don't do that." Yeah, it's like,
2: yeah, I know. know. But it, it's like yeah. you know, when, when you travel and you you're going in faith, yeah. And you're you're sacrificing finances to Mm -hmm. go finances to go there, Mm -hmm. time, Um, like God honors that, and also you're hungry. Mm -hmm. You know, you're pulling down, almost pulling down from heaven, like Mm -hmm. the answers to prayer that you're looking for. So, but yeah, like that girl had no idea Mm -hmm. about my journey, Mm -hmm. and it was obviously far from that. But Mm -hmm. it really, um, it really made a massive impact on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually remember buying this little, like, it's kind of I find it. That's not actually. It's not. I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it. No, no. Do that. I'm, I am he gonna can't. say it. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it. I, I bought. I bought. I bought this uh, like purity ring when I got oh, back okay. from from there. I don't wear it actually anymore. Yeah. So I, But um, I think people started thinking I was married, and I was like, it's probably not a good idea. Um, But uh, <laughs> even though it was on the left hand, it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, on the right hand. On the Did left you just hand.
3: see a ring and think that's? So. Yeah,
2: I think so. <laughs> They're like You're <laughs> from Scandinavia. They wear them on the wrong hand. The other hand, they Russia. And I was like, no. No, but I, in all seriousness, like I was yeah. talking to guys like who worked there on the base and they were like, some of them I knew they weren't married and they were mm-hmm. wearing a ring. So I'd be like, hey, what's like ringing your finger for? And he'd be yeah. like, oh yeah. And he'd tell me a story. And, oh. be, and these guys are working for Heidi. And I was like, you guys are, I was like, these guys are the real deal. You know, I was like, <laughs> who are these guys? And um, men of God. <laughs> yeah. And they tell their story and yeah. some of them are really similar to mine. Uh-huh. And I'd so relate oh, and really? sit there and go, wow, oh, that's so cool. Okay. And they'd wear this as a kind of um as a symbol of what god done in their heart Mm -hmm. and i was like i want to i want to mark that Mm -hmm. um and i remember when i got back from the uk i I bought a ring from h samuel on george street and uh, um yeah i know yeah yeah it wasn't too much it was one of the cheaper ones um (laughs) But mm-hmm. a, a, coo- a cool a cool side note on that was mm-hmm. when I bought the ring, God was like, um, check the date. And I'm not actually a huge one into checking dates and numbers and what they mean. Mm-hmm. And some people were like, oh, man, I'd be seeing 222 two, two all day. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. I don't know a bunch about that. Yeah. Um, but so the date was um, 16th uh, of the 8th August. Um, uh, I think it was 2020. 2020- what year would it have been? Twenty 20- Eighteen would have been, I think, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, and oh, it's seven twenty seventeen. Okay. Um, and those numbers, basically in order, mean <coughs> twelve is God's power and authority or divine government. Um, when you look it up in the Bible, uh-huh. eight means a new beginning, and seven means victory of the enemy. So I wrote it down because wow. the Holy Spirit was like, che- like "Check, check." Yeah. I know, I know. Okay. And so when you write out in that order, God's yeah. God's divine government. Or his authority has created a new beginning in me Aww. to bring victory of the enemy And i remember journaling that night and being yeah. like this is a stamp of, of this area yeah. in my life yeah. but i mean like jokes aside like it was massive massively impactful and like you know knowing your identity knowing who god's called you to be
1: mm-hmm.
2: like you know that verse i think it's from from isaiah like fear not i have redeemed you i've called you by name you are mine mm-hmm. like when, when he calls you like he qualifies you mm-hmm. and obviously he removes the sin like it you know it says in the Psalms, as far as the east is from the west, west. i have removed mm-hmm. your transgressions from you and it's knowing that he's he's completely removed that and mm-hmm. made you a uh, new creation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah knowing that is amazing, massive amazing.
3: so what do you do now for a living because you've been to all yeah. these places <laughs> yeah. and all these states and
2: <laughs> I don't think I've been to a crusade, have I? Oh, so it is. That's <laughs> kind of cool, though. Um,
3: Conferences,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I took three years out after university mm-hmm. to do a ministry school, which was amazing. Um, What's wh- that ministry? That was called Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, okay, uh, and it's in California, mm-hmm. in America little small time yeah I <laughs> know traveller here we go um, Reading California mm-hmm. so it's the not the British Reading it's right. Um and yeah three years there it was amazing amazing mm-hmm. time uh, again like God has did so much in me and, mm-hmm. and developing me um, and also the people that I met from mm-hmm. all around the world and mm-hmm. just I've got friends scattered everywhere now and it's yeah. just really precious mm-hmm. so I can travel Mm. and see yeah. more people mm. um, so
3: how was it like were you going for like lectures or how did the whole like
2: yeah s- yeah, or, yeah. It, w- it was partly lectures so there's school that would happen from monday to thursday mm-hmm. there would be classes you'd take uh, both like theology classes uh, bible based uh, teaching uh, and then also speakers would come and speak and um, mm-hmm. it might have been uh, bill or chris mm-hmm. bill johnson and chris falcon who are the senior leaders Okay. Um, of Bethel mm-hmm. uh, and Chris, especially because he started the school um but sometimes it was guest speakers who'd come in um from other ministries or right. other uh, who do mm-hmm. other some of them are in secular environments, some businessmen you know it's like not just not just Obviously. church but it was oh, okay. they tried to give you a, a vast br- array of people who'd speak in so you get a mm-hmm. you know wider um sense of how God is using these people in their in their own like sphere mm-hmm. of influence mm-hmm. um but it was amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing time. Um, From that, like, were yeah. you
3: able to speak up other places or minister to people?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, as part of the, the school, um, you would do what they'd call city service, mm-hmm. which is like a mandatory part of the school where you'd serve the city of Reading, where we were based in some way. It could be evangelism, it could be like cleaning the streets could be helping drug addicts could be helping single mums like there's mm. everything you wow. name it it had it qualified yeah so. <laughs> I, I did evangelism in my one of my years which was uh good so uh, once a week i went out to the city not far away and would evangelize mm. for for the whole day mm. and that was stretching but i mm. saw god do some some cool things yeah. um and um, so that that was part of what I got to do as well I, I, in my third year I got mm. to mentor a couple of people who were um, th- in second year in the second year environment and I was the year above them and I was mm. assigned to them as a mentor mm. we'd meet up with them yeah. um, on a on a kind of bi-weekly basis mm. um, which was really fun as well yeah. get to speak into them and, mm. and they're so open you know when someone's actually submitted to you and they're a leader mm. they just trust what you're going to say so it's obviously a responsibility but yeah. they're so open and they just come and like share what's going on in, in their life at that moment and I'd be able to like speak into that and I love that yeah, I, I love that so part great, of it yeah. so great
3: so how old are you because obviously you've done your four years at Aberdeen yeah three years, years. at
2: Bethel and then I've been back in Scotland for right. about a year and a half now. Yeah. so I, I'm 26 26 27 so you're still young you're still young come on when's your birthday
3: 12th of May 12th of May 19th.
2: I'm, I'm yeah. one month older than you then one month yeah. then. come on bragging rights <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: awesome, awesome yeah. So we're now going to listen to a song called I Just Need You um, by Toby Mac And then we'll continue our conversation After
1: that mm.
4: uh, Last night put the heavy on me Woke up and I'm feeling lonely This world got a way of showing me Some days it'll lift you up Some days it'll call you bluff Man, most of my days I ain't got enough me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me when I'm beat down, broken, hold my heart when it's split wide open, turn these eyes to my soul protector, and break the will of this born defector. cause all I know
3: It's Some Live Radio,
0: Edinburgh Scotland's number one inspirational station.
3: Hello and welcome back to Uncut with Kirsty. We're still in the studio with Donald Menzies. He hasn't run away yet. <laughs> He's still here. Never. And we're continuing our conversation on remaining in God's love and being aware of God's love. And we heard a lot about Donald's testimony. Mm. So Donald, could you give any advice for those who may be struggling to remain in God's love? Mm -hmm. Or how can they be more aware of God's love for them?
2: Yeah. I mean, totally. I think one of the biggest things that holds us back from the love of God is self-disqualification. You know, we distance ourselves from the Lord, um, from his love, from his presence, from people even Mm -hmm. other christians who know god because we are ashamed of being judged Mm -hmm. so i think shame is massive we need to kick that in the butt Mm -hmm. i hate shame like i am so over shame Mm -hmm. and if i see a christian walking in that i i'm quite aggressive not towards them but towards Mm -hmm. that shame because i'm Mm -hmm. like this cannot stay
3: yeah
2: Um, really going after that Mm -hmm. proactively taking steps to combat that shame Mm -hmm. and deal with it
3: and like how can you deal with shame? Like, you know, we get lots of thoughts coming to us each and every day, negative thoughts, positive thoughts. Like how do we deal with
2: that? hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think keeping keeping short accounts with God mm-hmm. and touching base regularly. Um, I think having someone else to confide in is mm-hmm. massive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it says in the in the Bible it says, um, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you so that you may be healed. Right. Um and we know that the prayer of a righteous person availeth much, mm-hmm. achieves much. Mm-hmm. And so having someone to share with, but I would I would add on to that, that it's very important that that person is mature in God. Spiritual and is, mature, yeah. is spiritually mature, yeah. has walked with the Lord, for, I would say probably for longer than you have. Mm-hmm. And trustworthy. Is, is trustworthy, 100%. And is not struggling in the same areas that you are or have. So they're, they're, have. they're through that. Okay. No, they, 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 they kind of struggle with it. Okay but they, they're through that through so if you're We're sharing something that. you're currently struggling with mm-hmm. um, then then if they're still struggling with that mm-hmm. then it becomes a kind of right. um, you tell me your problems mm-hmm. i tell you my problems club <laughs> as opposed to actually getting somewhere
3: Cry together yes <laughs> yeah it? yeah and okay, the,
2: okay. no there's friends for that yeah, but yeah. i think having leaders in your life mm-hmm. to speak to because also like they can't if, if someone's not got victory in an area mm-hmm. how can they speak into that Very you're true. just yeah. talking about the same mm-hmm. issues so I say ha- having someone to share with is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And what are the ways that we can like remain in God's love? I know we touched on it earlier. Like spending time in God's Word, mm-hmm. worshiping. Mm-hmm. Um how about those times like when you had a really bad day, and sometimes you just don't even have the words to, <laughs> to like say anything. Like, yeah. what, what do we do? Like,
2: yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I definitely don't have all the answers to that. I mm-hmm. think being honest with with God is huge. You know, being honest with where you're at um, and be kind on yourself. Like, mm. I think for one of my weak areas is uh, I'm hard on myself, Yeah. you know, and if even in a day where I'm feeling tired, I'll be even more hard on myself. Mm. And just knowing like he is way more compassionate mm. than we can actually understand, you know, way more forgiving, yeah. um, way more patient, you know his, the word says, "As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him, and mm-hmm. like. Um, I, w- I was saying to you just before we went like live again, mm-hmm. but there's, there's one time recently, literally in the last couple of weeks, where I, w- I was writing out uh, a memory that I had of, um, of a, an event that I, was, I felt ashamed of, mm-hmm. um, and it was something from my past that, that was reoccurring in my mind, mm-hmm. and I wrote out different, in different ways, this is how this is affecting mm-hmm. me. I feel ashamed, I feel judged by these people, I feel disqualified. Mm-hmm. And I actually just said, Holy Spirit, um, how do you see the situation? And I just sat there. And as you sit there, um, you'll start to speak. And And sometimes you're like, we can disqualify the voice of God because yeah. we're like, that's just me thinking that to be really kind. Mm-hmm. But do not disqualify the really kind and comforting voice because yes. he's kinder than we realize mm-hmm. And I know that. I used to, I used to bat away that thought of like, mm-hmm. that wasn't God. That was, that was just me wanting mm-hmm. to think that, mm-hmm. but he's so kind mm-hmm. that we disqualify that voice. And he's going to say to you like, like Kirsty, like, I love you and I define you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's taking him at his word, you mm-hmm. know, his word says my sheep know my voice exactly. and that's he, that's trusting you hear small his voice. voice yes.
3: Small
2: voice. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh Donald Thank you <laughs> We could go on For another hour But <laughs> Thank you It's, it's
2: an honour To come on And have oh, a have a chat you so With you much. I'm yeah. sure you'll
3: be back For part two And mm-hmm. um, we'd love to have you back So do you mind praying For everyone that's tuned in And yeah. um, this evening And um, maybe those Who are struggling To remain in God's love Or those who are Ashamed Ashamed about their past Or mm-hmm. struggling still yeah. With thoughts from the past And um, mm-hmm. so yeah
1: Yeah 100%
2: mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> yeah thank you god yeah we welcome you holy spirit into this uh studio and we welcome you into the living room the mm-hmm. car the bedroom the room wherever mm-hmm. someone is listening to this um god we thank you that you see us and you know us um you you know every hair in our head mm-hmm. um you know us all by name God, I thank you just for the testimony in my life and in Kirsty's life, just of how you have, you've ran after us and you've pursued us. You've hunted mm-hmm. us down with your mercy and your goodness. Um, I just want to say to anyone listening, if you feel trapped, if you feel stuck in, in your ways, in, in your situation, mm-hmm. um, God is not a respecter of persons. He can do for me, um, do for you as he's done for me. And actually, the Bible says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so every everything I shared tonight, and with how God was so was so kind to me and so gracious to me, mm-hmm. um, that's actually prophesying over you right now that He wants to do it again in your life. The word testimony literally means do it again. So I just pray right now for anyone listening that they would, um, that God, you would come and, and and just move in their situations in their life. Would you would you move in their life? Mm-hmm. Would you touch them in those areas where they feel ashamed? Would mm-hmm. you bring community around them for them to be able to um, speak and mm-hmm. confess and confide yes, and share these things, Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say over you a, a life first mm-hmm. that was that was given to me. I actually felt the Holy Spirit kind of whispered to me before I came on that there's going to be someone watching tonight and i and i think that um he wants to tell you a life verse for you will be mark 111 um you are my son or daughter Mm -hmm. whom i love with you and well pleased um Mm -hmm. and i just pray that over you today Mm -hmm. that you would just know his his great great love for you Mm -hmm. um in jesus jesus name Amen, amen. Amen.
3: Amen. Oh, thank you again, Donald, for coming on Uncut with Christy. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you guys have a blessed week and join us back next Monday at 8 p.m. for another episode of Uncut. Mm. Bye. Awesome. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.
1: for so long But you show me better A new kind of love It's ever the one I want I'm it Sure, that I want your heart. God, I just wanna be Nothing I see, my wildest of dreams don't come close. I've never known better than living like this. I cannot resist you are the kind of life that i cannot find